What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 231 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. congrats. Yeah. Uh, amazing, amazing wedding. That wedding was awesome. I'm Super glad you guys got to watch it. I'm, I'm, glad, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad the live stream worked. I'm thankful for all that. What, so what would have happened if he crit failed? Uh, so our pastor said he had a backup. I, I don't remember what he said his backup was, but he had a backup. He was like ready. Okay, so, good. <laughs> yeah. Did he understand the mechanics of the game enough to have been like, plus 20? Yeah, I mean, eh. <laughs> he was just like, he, he basically was like, if he rolls like above a 10, that's one thing. If he rolls below a 10, I have a backup. Okay. So, yeah. This is cool. <laughs> uh, absolutely awesome. wonderful. Um, congratulations. We're super happy for you. Thank you. It was yeah. great. Uh, <laughs> this week we're geeking out about Fortnite being banned. Those things we used to go to called movie theaters. And an airbender named Aang. My best, Katara. <laughs> but first couple things. Pledge Drive is less than two weeks away. Oh my gosh. I know. August 28th. Wow. It will be. That's Friday, right? Five yes. o'clock <laughs> Pacific Standard Time. Had to think about it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And the website is looking awesome. We've gotten some sneak peeks of very kind of a skeleton version of it. And uh, I'm really, really stoked about some of the stuff that we're doing. Uh, yes. I don't want to, because we can't make any promises of stuff. But like, right. there's there's a lot of really cool things that we're, we're trying to do with it. Uh, it looks, this is a good way to not give too much away. It looks very professional. Uh, mm-hmm. The old website is, has done really well for us, but... We're kind of bringing into this modern uh, look aesthetically that I'm really, really into personally. Looking, looking more like Facebook than GeoCities. Yeah, <laughs> but I like my MySpace. There's no playlist. Uh, also, <laughs> I can. There's one thing I can confirm that uh, you know impacts you as listeners is usually when you're going to a website for a podcast, it's not the best place to listen to a podcast. You know, you have your right. favorite podcast app uh, that you're probably listening to this on right now. Uh, if you do listen on the website, thank you. You guys are cool. And uh, so basically what will happen is you can go to, not yet, uh, but you'll be able to go to geekstudergrace.com slash podcast, and it'll actually just take you to whatever listening device, like listening app that you use. Uh, I think that's going to be really useful for a lot of people that are wanting to share the podcast and don't know the best way to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, can just say geekstudergrace.com slash podcast, and it'll it'll pull it up for them on their on their app. Yep. Cool stuff. Also, special shout out to our Patreons that make all that kind of stuff possible. Brian Souther, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Troy Brayband, Peter Tello, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Kayla Bardowin, Communication Flail, Catherine, Bingo. Thank you so much for giving. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Indeed. Lots of the cool things happening because of you and everybody who, who's given so far. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, let's start with Shelly. You've had a little time off. What, uh, yeah. what games have you been playing? So, um, I know it's been, it's been a long time. I tried to sort of narrow it down to the top sort of things. Um, well, including sort of exposure to games. So Daniel, uh, my husband, oh, I don't know, it's just <laughs> weird saying that now. Um, but he's been, he finished uh, Octopath Traveler, and that was really fun Ooh. to watch him play that. Because um, he's been playing oh. the game for a long time. It's a pretty big, meaty game. But he by finishing it, like, he beat the final boss like the final final boss that you need everyone 
to fight with you with. Um, okay. And that was really cool and looked really hard, but he totally nailed it. So that Do game you play is all eight characters. You need all the characters for the final boss, yeah. You play as all eight, like, or do they? Yeah. Whoa! It, it like splits you into two teams of four. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. I need to stop. Uh, there's a few of my teammates. <laughs> I haven't played the game in forever, but they're definitely getting neglected because I was like, I'm gonna worry about these four and worry about these four. Got it. So I yeah. need to fix well, some stuff. And it's funny because we um had them start playing it again because we got a 4K TV finally. Yes! Um, and so we're finally on the side of 4K, and so we were testing out different games to see how they look, and Octopath Traveler is honestly one of the prettiest games mm-hmm. to watch on that screen. It's so... And it's 65 inch as well. Like, it's big. So Yeah, because that's um, what I love about those 4K TVs, is even though, like, you're not using, like, something that's built for 4K, you still see the improvement. Oh, for sure. It's like, you could see every frame. It was... Yeah. It's gorgeous. So that's why he started getting back into it, and he played that. He also, um... Started and beat Spider-Man on PS4 in around a week. Sweet. <laughs> it's that short enough really to where you to can do that. Yeah, and that was also just like so gorgeous. It's such a fun game. So pretty. Um, and then, so you don't have a PS4 Pro, right? You just have a regular one? I just have a regular one, too. Yeah, it's just the regular, and it still looks impressive to me. So the regular ones, uh, they have an update that came out where you can turn on HDR uh, also, which is cool. Really? Yes. So if you go into if you go into the settings, there's HDR stuff in there somewhere, and it, it makes the games look even better, like without like Sweet. without having to have a PS4 Pro. That's awesome. Good to know. I will look into that. So yeah, those are games Daniel's been playing that I've just been able to watch a lot. So it feels like I'm playing them, but I haven't. Um, and then for me personally, I have been playing Persona Five Royal, and I don't Sweet. think I even had started playing it by the time. Uh, I think I started playing it after. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. took a break. Yeah. So, because I got it on the summer sale, it was cheaper. So, um, and I, I watched my friends play it quite a bit of it. So I already know like a lot of the story and characters, but it just looked really fun. And I told myself I would get it a long time ago when they first announced the trailer for Persona 5 Royal. I was like, maybe I'll get it if it's on sale someday and if it's finally on sale someday. So I got it. And honestly, it's becoming a favorite. I am only on the second palace right now. Like, I just started the second palace, so... It feels like I've been playing a lot of time, but I really haven't. Like, they, there's so much more game left. Oh, and, yeah. Um, it's so cool. I mean, it's the most freaking anime game I've ever played. And I've played some pretty anime games, but... That um, intro is awesome. Ah, uh, the music is amazing. Uh, the animation's really great. I love the anime scenes. Cool I love, moves, uh, Joker. Oh my gosh, I've heard that so many times. Uh, my wife played it for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's all I remember. No, it's super <laughs> cool. I'm really enjoying it. I'm playing it pretty much anytime I can. Uh, so, who knows? It may be a, a top of the year for me. Best of the year Sweet. for me. But um, yeah. I definitely don't regret picking up the royal version over the regular version um there's just so much more content in the royal version there's no reason to get persona 5 if you can get royal okay um in yeah my opinion. i think tia but, played the original yeah but man i'm just having such a good time with that game if um, you like that then i think you'll like persona 4 golden just came to steam like a month ago yeah and so once you're done with that you can go play persona 4 golden on steam yeah i could That'd be a good point. It's just it's just funny because it's like I also love um 
So this game reminds me a lot of Digimon Cyber Sleuth. It's a way better game than Digimon Cyber Sleuth. That's just my comparisons. Digimon. Whenever mm-hmm. I would see people play that game, I would like, that looks like Digimon but Persona. Exactly. Uh, but it's just so funny because in both games, you go to the same places because they both take place in Tokyo and they both are oh. very similar style games. So in both games, you go to Shibuya. In both games, you like go to all these different parts of... Um, Tokyo, and it's just really funny to see the comparisons. I'm just like, I feel like I've been here before, but I mean, I personally <laughs> haven't. But it all looks the same in these games. That's I mean, cool. Digimon is definitely less. Uh, there's less options when you go to those places, but it. I don't know. It's so cool to see like the same places, but in different games. And so when they Failure. like mention like, oh, you can now go to this place in Persona, I'm just like, oh, I know what that looks like <laughs> because <laughs> I played freaking Digimon. So. Anyway, I'm, I'll probably be playing that game for a very long time, but I'm really, really enjoying it so far. Cool. Yeah. What have you been playing, LJ? Uh, so, since we were talking about Street Fighter last week, I dipped back into uh, the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. <laughs> and so I was playing like stuff like Third Strike, which is like the last 2D one that came out. Alpha, How many the Alpha versions series. of 2 is in the 30th Collection? So there's like four or five. There's like four, I think. Because I made a joke. Maybe five. About it last And then week. I showed you the back of the box. Hold on. Let me see how many <laughs> there are. Um, and then there's three versions of Street Fighter 3 also. That's crazy. <laughs> so, it's a yeah, cool collection. Like, I mean, that's a lot of games. It is. It's a really solid collection. Um, but I went back and it was fun to play those. And those are like arcade difficulty mm-hmm. since they're like arcade ports. So it really challenged me uh, uh, as, a, as a player because... Sometimes they're so cheap those the fight the AI because they literally like read your inputs sometimes because like that's the only way they could do it back in the day. Okay. And so like, anytime I I jump uppercut, uh, you know, or like I duck or I come at them and they throw like a fireball or something like it's just like they read every move. It's, right. it's insane. I mean, back then they were trying to get your quarter. So yes, exactly. It was all about um, you know how can we get you to stop playing as fast as possible, but can yes. make you continue to want to play. Yes, so I went back to some of the old Street Fighter 2 ones, and those were a little outdated. They have the original Street Fighter, like the very first Street Fighter, which is interesting because that game had, I think it only had like two buttons, and they were like these pads, so if you pushed them hard enough, if you like hit them hard enough, they were like pressure sensitive. Is that the original version? Yes, the original Street Fighter, yeah, that's how they did it, um, because they were pressure sensitive, like so if you... Hit up if you hit like the punch one very hard, you do like a heavy punch, or if you do, yeah, hit the kick like, one hard enough. Those buttons. Yeah, and so that's where the the guy we were talking about last week, Ono, came in, and he kind of like helped create that the whole six button fighting system. And so it was just really like cool to like experience the history of that again. And there's a whole gallery, a timeline gallery of like the complete history of Street Fighter. It tells you when the movie kind of came out and stuff, and like so much about it. So it was I really cool. Want to watch that movie, the animated movie you're talking about, right? Well, there's there's a couple of them. There's the live action one. There's the animated movie. I highly recommend. There's a animated movie in particular called Street Fighter Two, and that's the one I would recommend. It's probably okay. on Crunchyroll or something. Um, but that one's legit. That one's awesome. Um, I remember watching that one back in the day, like live on Encore or something. Yeah, live action one. That's still very nostalgic for me. Yeah. Um, All those fighting games yeah. are really weird. Like the Tekken movie was really strange too. Yeah. And like Mortal Kombat obviously has got its own weird things. It's kind of hard to make a movie about a fighting game that doesn't have much story except from character bios and endings. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they could have done better with Tekken. 
Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat was successful because they basically did like an Enter the Dragon style thing, kind of like Bruce Lee, where you know they had the island and stuff. Yeah. So I think that one really pulled from other parts of cinema. So I think that's why Mortal Kombat was successful enough. I think this new movie will be good too. The new Mortal Kombat coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I played some Street Fighter. The other one uh, was I didn't expect to get this week because. The last couple have been terrible, but I got UFC 4, which came out this week. Okay. And so I'm not a big, like, UFC person. Like, I watch fights when I see them on TV, or, like, I'll go watch pay-per-view fights with the family. And so uh, I played the one when it came to PS4 when EA first got a hold of it. And then 2 and 3 were apparently bad, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay with... I'm going to stay away from those. And then reviews came out for 4, and the Metacritic score is, like... 84 and i'm like oh this is actually good and so i ended up getting it and i found out i could actually understand the whole ground game and submission system because those were always the confusing parts of the ufc games for me because other than that i would just stand up all the time and just try to knock people out as quick as i could Mm -hmm. and this one is so cool because i'm like i can actually understand the mini game behind it there's like an assisted version to where it's easier to like do ground control and to like submit people so i actually tapped somebody out i was like hey that's the first time i've done that in a ufc <laughs> game i was excited um it's crazy they, they made it like they gamified it yes like, that's all stuff that's like really going probably through an actual fighter's mind yes like, it's so complex when you're out there it's not just throwing punches it's like this very mm-hmm. strategic i i did like wrestling in middle school uh mm-hmm. And for me, you know, when you start out, you think that you just... There's, like, full mount, side control, all these different terms, yeah. Yeah, like, no matter what you do, there's always a (laughs) counter thing that's happening to you that you can counter out of, and it becomes, like, this more of a strategy game than anything else. Yes, and so with this one, they definitely, like you said, gamified it more than the other ones, which they tried to be, like, hardcore sims. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really fun. They have a career mode in this one where you can, like... They have the fake social media thing where you can interact with other fighters and reply to their tweets and be, like, cool with them. Or you can beef with them and all <laughs> this cool. stuff. One of my favorite things I did in the career mode, so you can actually train and all that. Mm-hmm. And so one of the social media things to build up hype for your fight was you can, uh, you can uh, it says stream your sparring session. So basically it puts up this, like, Snapchat filter, like you're, like somebody's recording you on their phone. And so the uh, the idea is, like, you know, to put on a good show, you know, so you can, like, you know, to spar good cool. so that way people get excited. So what happened was I hit my sparring partner so hard I knocked him down. And so I was like, wait, can I get on top of him and just start, like, bombing on him? And oh, so no. I, so what happened was I just, so I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to see what happens if I try to knock him out. And so I literally knocked him out on live video on, like, on the, on the game. And I got an achievement that was... For knocking out your sparring partner, uh, like, during a live video. And I have not been able to do boxing training for the last couple in-game weeks because it said my, uh... My partner was recovering from injuries. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, so I was like, what? Like, it's crazy. Whoops. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's really cool. Like, I've... I'm still in, like, the amateur section of the career mode, but it's a lot more fun, like... Yeah, it, it's cool. Uh, so, I'm I'm Sounds normally cool. a fan of the boxing games that that company has made, but there's no boxing games anymore since that they got put on UFC. So I'm glad these games are good again because this is a game like me and my cousin used to like. Hey, you want to throw throw down in some UFC? Like, oh yeah, like you know. So 
Yeah, it was good fun, but just that moment when I found out my sparring partner was injured was hilarious. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, those are the things I've been playing. I have a really cool game that I'll talk about next week that I'm still under embargo for um, that, I, that I'll talk about. So, Cool. Mm-hmm. I did a, play, a little bit of Warzone besides Skyrim. So, I, of course, yes. I've been playing Skyrim. Skyrim. Uh, Warzone is is cool. I uh, I didn't get to play a whole lot. I played for about a day. Uh, it's maybe like two or three, probably two hours uh, is all I've done. And I feel like I need to learn the map for one. And I need yes. to figure out the guns. I'm such an Apex player that I really kind of miss the color coding of Apex weaponry. That I can just be like, oh, I need this gun does this just by looking at like the color of it, basically. Okay, yeah. So, I'm a little... There's a lot of guns in Call of Duty. And yeah, I guess there is. I don't know anything about guns. <laughs> yeah, so what they are is the guns, they're particular blueprints. Mm-hmm. And, like, for certain guns, but they're basically down to, like, assault rifle, SMG, like, carbine rifle, sniper rifle. So there's only, like, a few different types. Okay. But you'll find all these variants that, like... Some of them have, like, thermal scopes and stuff like that. So, like, I think the key is finding variants that you like. And then, if you play enough, you can actually build out your own loadout, as if you would on multiplayer. But if you get the loadout drops, uh, if you find one, you can actually grab your loadout from it and actually get weapons you like. Yeah, I saw something Mm. about that. That seemed cool. So, the the one gun that I stuck to that I kept finding, and I was like, this is going to be mine, is uh, a P90. And because the reason that I know the P90 so well is from an anime called Sword Art Online uh, oh. Alternative <laughs> Gun Gale Online. And it's, it's that that anime is great. It's like a spinoff of Sword Art Online. I guess I said that like no one's ever heard of Sword Art Online before. Um, but the spinoff. The Call is, of Duty player probably hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like Call of Duty, Gun Gale Online is a great spinoff anime of Sword Art. And uh, she gets a P90 and she paints it pink. And she calls it Pichon. And whenever she's struggling, Pichon talks to her. And so... I, I'm sure you can literally get a pink paint scheme for your P90 and name it that in your loadout, probably. I will then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like... I found it, and I think I literally audibly was like, Pichon! And picked it up, and it was like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> I was like, I know how this gun operates. I know what it looks like. Um, and also in Apex, there's a P90 looking gun, um, mm. and so I painted that one pink in Apex. Oh, cool! So, because of Gun Gale, uh, <laughs> has been Pichon means a lot to me. Uh, <laughs> so it is really yeah. cool. It was a lot of a lot of fun. I like I said, I need to learn the map a lot, and yeah. uh, I'm trying to think like things about it that were really different. I the re- buy boxes. Remember what fall damage is. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I went and cut the rope on the uh, parachute, <laughs> and I was like, well, "I should be fine, right?" No, that will no. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got pretty good at the one-on-one, the gulag. The gulag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah, thought that was boys become men in the gulag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was running around punching people because, like, I didn't know what the game was. And yep. they were like, you gotta wait your turn, soldier. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, I don't know. It's cool. I'll continue playing it for a little bit longer. Uh, I've got some friends that want me to play, so I'm trying to get to it. But, uh, compared to Apex, I don't know. Apex is way more 
user-friendly. Like, it's just easy to pick up and kind of learn what everything is. Mm -hmm. I guess for me, I understood the weapons of Call of Duty and how they worked already, so it was easy for me to jump into. Yeah, I think that too. Is like I haven't played a lot of Call of Duty games. Um, I think my last one was... Is it Call of Duty? Ghosts 2, right, was a thing? Black Ops 2 was a thing. There's Ghosts. Or there's Call of Duty Ghosts. I think Black... I think Ghosts was the last one I played. Was that, was that this gen? It was on the Wii U. Oh, that was definitely <laughs> Ghosts. <laughs> I forgot this even came to Wii U. There was Black Ops 2 and Ghost uh, came to Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the last Call of Duty game I played. I might have uh, played at some friends' houses. Like, a few other ones, but... That's hilarious. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, Skyrim's been fun. That's all I've been playing, though. Cool. Nice. Yeah. What's going on in the news, LJ? Okay, so uh, fresh out of the oven today is that uh, Ghost of Tsushima is getting a co-op mode called uh, Ghost of Tsushima like Legends, I think it's called. Okay. Um, and so it's a four-player co-op thing. There's different character classes. I didn't and... they just call it Ghosts of Tsushima. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody was calling it Ghosts of Tsushima anyway. Ghosts. Those trending hashtags on Twitter were hilarious. Every time I'd post photos, because they'd be all off and misspelled. They're like, um, yeah, uh, it looks sushi. cool. Oh gosh. <laughs> that sounds like a fun take on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks cool. Like, just fighting Mongols with your friends, I think, would be legit. It'd be neat, like, doing like a, like, a, almost like a, you know, like, standing back-to-back, -back, kind of like a, something you'd see out of, like, the Ninja Turtles or something. Like, mm -hmm be cool i think there's like a ronin there's an assassin there's like a archer which is like they're basically kind of the subclasses and builds you could do in the actual game but spread into four characters i think the biggest thing is uh, that it's free right yes it's a free add-on to the if you own the game it's a free add-on right so you I, you still have to own the game but i still think it's cool it's a free mm -hmm. add-on yeah mm -hmm. add value to a game that you didn't realize you were going to get extra value for yes because yeah, i don't think anybody such a cool game in itself. Yeah. Like such a cool, like, single-player experience that yes. during multiplayer is like, man. So Nobody cool. expected multiplayer out of that game, especially. Everybody yeah, was like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that looks cool. Uh, this piece of news is pretty huge, and I'm sure everybody's heard about it, but uh, Andrew, or Google and Apple have banned Fortnite from their app stores. It's finally mm. happening. <laughs> yeah, so basically what happened is Apple said Apple initially banned Fortnite because uh, the original thing is so like so I'm sure everybody who's played a, a mobile game has probably like went to like the app store or it's like hey, you got to buy more of our currency. So when you go to buy more of that, it takes you to like your payment info for Apple or for Google Play. Mhm. Mm um, but with Fortnite, they actually don't have it integrated to Apple or Google Play. Um, so that was why Apple got mad because it's the same thing. Like when you think of crossplay between consoles, like how you don't actually get that stuff you buy on the consoles because you know they want a cut of that. Basically, it's like, hey, if you're selling your crap on our platform, then we need a cut of it. Mm -hmm. And so with Epic having their own app, you can actually sideload the game onto your phones already. 
Uh, the App Store stuff is just a new thing. So they, I guess they just never did that. They never like integrated the App Store purchases with their game. So that's when Apple got mad, and then Fortnite's like, you know, fight the, you know, f fight the the Overlord. You know, they did like a 1984 inspired like uh, cinematic where it's like there was this propaganda thing of like this person with like an apple head and stuff and it's like you know fight you know like it was like stand stand with Fortnite or whatever you know all this stuff and the bite the hand that feeds yes and well actually so this also led to and then google followed suit they're like oh hey hey we want a piece of that too get off you know get off our platform and so then uh, epic sued decided they wanted to sue apple <laughs> which uh i mean epic's big but that's still kind of out of their That's weight a class. Little, yeah. <laughs> so then it's weird because it's on Apple's platform. It's like Apple owns their phones. Like mm -hmm. they can add or like they've always done that. Like you can't get Google Play on an Apple phone right. on an iPhone. So like unless I guess you, unless you break into it and yeah jailbreak it <laughs> so like i don't understand why that would be any different whereas google is a little different because you can i mean yeah. you can download apps outside of google play on an android phone yeah you can uh, get the apks or whatever they call yeah it. but like it's not that weird for apple to be like no yeah. you can't download your game or separately everything goes through apple on apple yeah so so then i actually don't think we covered this at all before because it was all around the same time this comes off the back of Apple basically removing the xCloud beta thing because they're, they're, Apple doesn't even have Stadia on their platform either because they say it violates their guidelines. Makes sense. So, so everybody was already like, you know, Apple was already kind of targeted for that. And so now when this happened, Epic's like, all right, let's sue them, you know, like, <laughs> so I don't know. It sounds like Apple's... There's more developments about this that they were talking about in our gaming chat earlier, but it is just, it's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I don't care about Fortnite enough to care. And you also can download it from the Epic Store app on Samsung, I think, too. So, yeah, it's like, uh, you te so technically, like, you can still get the game. It's weird for Google. It's yeah. not weird for Apple. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Uh, I think Apple will win the lawsuit, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. <laughs> like, it's our phone. What do you... <laughs> yeah, it's our phone. You, if you want to put your game on there, we need a cut of that, basically. You know, like, it's common sense, I guess. Like, Is Fortnite Tencent? No, that's Epic. Epic, Well, okay. actually, no. Tencent owns a chunk of Epic, also. I thought so. I say, Tencent can make their own phone. <laughs> that's the only logical... Oh, man. Our government's gonna... Nobody's going to buy that phone. <laughs> like, a Tencent phone. It would just be like, man... There's some crazy politics going on there. Oh, yeah. We're a nonprofit. We can't talk about politics. We'll move uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. That's insane. Yeah, it's craziness. Um, everybody's just like, wow, that's kind of surprising. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, on to another piece of news that was, again, I think it was like the day after the podcast or something. But Halo Infinite got delayed, and this is or was supposed to be an Xbox Series X launch title. Wah, wah, wah. And it's yeah. not getting, it's not coming out till 2021. That's unfortunate. It's crazy. Yeah. That would be the only reason that I would really want an Xbox. 
Yeah, so I'll here's, PlayStation either way, but. Yeah, here's the yeah, argument there, is that if you're already on an Xbox, if you still, if that's where you play your games, you're going to want to upgrade to the next thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. regardless whether Halo Infinite comes out or not. Right. Um, but, and then so it's like, uh, even if you have a One X, you necessarily don't actually need to upgrade to that console right away. Um, but then there's the whole thing, like, you know, for somebody like you, Cody, who doesn't have an Xbox, or somebody who's who says, I want a new console, but I don't know which one I want to get. Right. You're, you're probably going to pick the one that actually has good, like, you know, notable launch titles. Launch titles are an incentive for the new console, whether the technology is going to speak for itself or not, which it sounds like it's not going to right out the gate anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's just like to have this thing you can dangle in front of somebody's face and be like, hey, buy this because this is on it. Like, that's just kind of less of an incentive. Yeah. But on the flip side, though, I mean, they really can't. If it needs to be delayed, then it needs to be delayed. Like, right. So they that's... can't put a terrible game out and then people are like, don't buy Xbox. Halo is a new uh, anthem. Well, yeah, so that's another thing is that it is a bold move for them to be like, hey, we're delaying this because uh, their thing was because of Crunch. Crunch is, I feel like, part partially an excuse because they also said they were listening to feedback from when all that stuff happened when they're complaining. People were complaining about, like, the graphics of it. Oh, yeah. And so they were listening to fan feedback as well and things that like that. Sense. So, so yeah, I, I think it's pretty crazy, though. Uh, it doesn't... Like from a from a casual consumer perspective, it doesn't. It's kind of sad because now you can't like say a kid was like, "Hey, I want the new Xbox for Christmas. I want the new Halo." Yeah. Uh, oh, well. no, no new Halo. I'll just sell you five again or something. You know, like yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just think it's gonna be weird uh, come Christmas time. They it's could like, if they were to release the Xbox with. Halo. What was that big classic release that came out? The Master Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection. They could release the Xbox with that. With an upgraded kids to buy it. That's true. I think it's just odd though. Like, just make that free. Yeah. So I I think it would be weird for a parent to be like, oh yeah, you know, to go to a store like, oh my son wants a new Xbox, you know, but oh there's no game with it, like you know, which yeah. There's gotta be Which there is, on. because, you you know, there's Game Pass and stuff, too. So even if you don't have Halo Infinite right away, you have a hundred, hundreds of games on Game Pass already. So. That's true. Huh. Yeah, it's just wild. <laughs> well, we'll get into movies. Shelly, yeah. we'll start with you again. Yeah, so I didn't actually watch any new movies in the last many weeks. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I mean, theaters are not open right now, so I haven't really gone on my way to watch any new things um mm-hmm. but speaking of more spider-man uh i definitely watched spider-man movies i watched uh into the spider-verse again which isn't new so i don't really need to talk nice. about it but i also watched um spider-man far from home again which i think is the first time watching it since i saw it in theaters okay like, and it's really weird to think how that's the last marvel movie that came out yeah this feels wow. a long time ago that's been over a year yeah um, and it's like, cool. I want to know what happens next. Like, there's all this, like, cool stuff that even then, like, back then it was like, oh, we're going to have to wait forever for this because we have to, you know, see Black Widow and, like, the next Spider-Man won't be coming out for a while, but now it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to know what happens. Well, so we had I, that time where we didn't know if we were going to have another Spider-Man. That's true. That's true. Thank you, Tom Holland. He's an angel. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, what was also cool is I uh, face I got it for Ultra HD on Amazon. Nice. You know, to go with the 4K screen and it just looked <laughs> awesome. It was very cool. But I love watching movies in 4K so much. Yeah, I uh i forgot how great that movie is like mm-hmm. it's a really funny really good movie so <laughs> if you haven't seen it uh i think that that might be the only place to buy it and get it right now it's on amazon like through stars or something like that i don't really mm. know but um, I mean, they have multiple apps like voodoo and stuff like i bought yeah. a double pack on sale the other day or it was a couple weeks ago for like 15 bucks where you get uh homecoming and that one it was on nice. it was on sale but that's yeah. awesome but yeah that's again just it was really good but it, it was it was kind of a weird feeling of like oh this is this is the last marvel movie that came out yeah it's so crazy. yeah mm-hmm. but that's uh that's all i watched movie wise cool what about you cool. LJ? you finally took my advice <laughs> yes i finally watched apocalypse war nice uh, so my plan was uh seeing as you know, we didn't have a lot of 2020 movies uh, to cover on the website. Like, they, our, our movie department's still been awesome. They've still been doing stuff, this, uh, even with all this. But I was like, oh, wait, Apocalypse War is a 2020 movie. So then I'm like, oh, like, I've never done movie reviews, so it'd be fun to watch <laughs> Justice League Dark and then watch Apocalypse War and write reviews for those. Um, so my review for Justice League Dark, the, 20, the 2017 movie, uh, was went up on Friday. So you can go check that out. Uh, so then, uh, Sunday night, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch Apocalypse War now, and that movie is crazy, especially if you've been following all the DC animated stuff, there's, you know, everybody's here kind of a thing, it's like the end game, it's like the the Infinity War end game of the animated movies. So good. Really, really cool. So much more intense. Than Endgame too. Oh my gosh, so bloody, a lot of people dying, being ripped apart and stuff, and fan pleasing and you're just like oh it's all my favorite superheroes are beating up the bad guys and yay but <laughs> it does not <laughs> this movie wants to crush your soul yeah yeah Man. <laughs> yeah when they, they lose just... uh, yeah it's yeah it's i don't a lot know of characters end up that's at the very beginning of this movie right what yeah when they lose they lose Yes, they basically don't show what happens. They show what happens later through flashbacks. But basically, the beginning of the movie is like, all right, just like, you know, Darkseid's coming back. We're going to take these, we're going to take them on. And then so basically it goes to like the beginning credits when they're on the ship and they're like, all right, let's go do this. And then when everything comes back, the whole world's just destroyed. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, characters end up in places you never expect them to. And it's Mm -hmm. just... It is a fight. The f- most of the fight scenes are pretty cool too. Um, even some of like the smaller ones. Uh, Justice League Dark does have a connection through Constantine. Constantine's kind of like the character that threads the needle between the two. Like I guess between the original Dark movie and then like this. Mm-hmm. So they could have almost thrown away the the Justice League Dark subtitle and just called it like Justice League Apocalypse War. Because it also would have tied to Justice League War. You know, like, being that, so... Yeah. I don't know. Like, the Dark tie-in is, is okay. Like, I think I they mostly it. said it was Dark just so that people weren't, like... Because it is so gory and stuff. That's true. They wanted to label it that way in such a way that was almost like a warning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. This isn't your normal Justice League movie. 
Yeah, <laughs> you, your kids might not want to watch this. Yeah. The first one was rated R2, but this is definitely rated R. So insane. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Yeah. It's, it's just so, so cool good. how, like, you can... There's animation that's that's really cool, but definitely for adults, like, in, the, in that sort of sense. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want more animated. I just want more animated stuff. I'm tired of yeah. live action. Live action I, <laughs> I would say go watch a bunch of these. And, like, for people that are, like... Oh, you know, DCU's lame, you know, like, talking about, like, live-action stuff. I would recommend people watch these, because yeah, they're short, then, for most of them, the animation's not super great. It's kind of very samey, except for, like, Batman Ninja and, like, a few others. But um, this New 52 line, they started in, like, I think it was, like, 2011 or 2012. Most mm-hmm. of them connect in some way or, other, or another. Not, like, MCU connect. But like they all culminate with this movie, so right. I think it's, it's really like the cool. Justice League War Batman is the same yes. Batman in Batman versus Robin. Robin and stuff. Yes. So Batman's got his own stuff. Even the Death and Return of Superman kind of played a part in all this too, which I thought yeah. was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made me appreciate watching those movies that just felt very standalone-ish and kind of like, all right, you know, this is a fun ride. I'm gonna watch it and enjoy it, but. Then it's like no, like they all mean something, kind of. I don't. I don't understand why the DC extended universe, like the the movies, live action movies, didn't just do this because it's so good that like they could have gotten away with just doing this. I would okay. I would be okay with if they got higher budget and did these movies and put them in theaters, like fully legit, like animated movies. It's like they yes. should just yes. embrace the animated movie part Please. of their. You know, part of their what they're doing, you know? Like, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I fully support that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. <laughs> I also watched a superhero movie. Nice. Bloodshot. Ooh. With, I was about to call him Denzel Washington. That's, like, way off. <laughs> sorry, Vin no. Diesel. With Vin Diesel. <laughs> um, they're not even kind of the same actor. Neither of them have hair. They're not even the same, similar names. Like, Does Denzel Washington have hair? It's been a while. Since he yes. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on the movie. He has less hair than... Yeah. I, I think the last thing I watched him was The Equalizer. I think he's bald in that. Yeah. Maybe. Those movies are good. The Equalizer movies. <laughs> Anyways. Bloodshot. Uh, it's a good movie. It's alright. It's not... the like. It's weird to me that Sony made Spider-Man... Uh, Far From Home, and they made Bloodshot because, like, the caliber of movie is very different. Uh, this doesn't feel like a superhero movie. It feels very much like... An action movie? Yeah. Like, straight up, the beginning, I was like, I'm not watching, like, a Fast and Furious spinoff, am I? He's <laughs> got Vin Diesel. He's wearing, like, the exact same shirt he would as Dom. Dominic Toretto and Bloodshot. Yeah. Fast and Furious are essentially superhero movies. I don't That's know. That's true. They're Kinda, so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So ridiculous. Uh, the, a couple of nitpicks that I'll say is uh, the very last fight scene. It's got this weird CGI to it that almost like... It, it's not as bad as like the CW's Flash, but it reminds me of that. <laughs> where they'll do a lot of fast stuff that you can't see. And then they'll like... In CGI for some reason, slow-mo a, like a part of what's going on weird yeah and so you could kind of see that it was cgi in that and that was just like a, it was a strange choice to me hmm. um but it was a cool fight scene 
And uh, my biggest complaint with the entire thing is that they released the trailers the way they did. Uh, if you want to watch this movie, I recommend not... If you're like, do I want to watch this? What were the trailers like? I don't rem really remember it very well. Don't go watch the trailers. Just watch the movie. It's one uh, of those movies that all the good parts are in the trailer. Yeah, like... There's some really cool twists that. and reveals, and I like they're all in the trailer. And I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> that sucks. Uh, yeah. So sadly, I remembered pretty quickly uh, what the trailer was because I mean, you're watching a movie, and the scenes are the same, and you're like, oh yeah, that was in the trailer. That's what's happening here. That's not good. I was so bummed. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have known. Um, but it's cool. It's a cool concept, and. Uh, I'd be down to watch a sequel. Like, it's it's that good. It's not the best thing in the world, but, um, you know, if you're looking it's for... It's not the worst thing in the world, either. Right. And I think it was supposed to release in February, so... It did. It actually came out in theaters, like, right before COVID happened. Yeah. It was so like, like that weeks. and Sonic. Okay. And so everyone yeah. wants to see Sonic. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think Sonic. so. Um, I would I say Sonic it's... was the last I saw in theater. Good time Gosh, for that to have released. Same. Like, if that would have released in February and played out, yeah. I think it's a good February-type movie. Um, you know, I, people know what I'm talking about. They watch movies a lot. So you have the summer <clears throat> blockbusters. This definitely wasn't a summer blockbuster. And yeah. For the February time, it would have been a good time to watch it. Uh, I think it's supposed to be re-releasing in theaters, so. Wow. I think worth the ticket, honestly. Huh. All right. Yeah. Fun. I might be way off. I could see people, like, eating me apart for that. Hmm. Eating me alive. Um, cool. We'll get into the the movie news though. Yeah. Again, movie news is just it's weird. Weird. It's been weird. It's <laughs> gonna continue to be weird. Um. So it, it's weird to talk about theaters right now, but sort of be patient. Let's get into the news. So, um, <laughs> actually, let's start off first with uh this weird. Ryan Reynolds thing. Ryan Reynolds, okay. he's yeah. great. Um, I just he has a um, mobile company. The wireless service is Mint Mobile. So we probably heard. Him, I don't know. I've I've heard of Mint Mobile, but apparently he created his own like fake streaming service called Mint Mobile Plus. I love it it's so much. Entirely he's to <laughs> advertise Mint Mobile, and it's funny because. It's kind of a fake streaming service, but kind of not, because you can actually go there and watch Foolproof, which is a movie that he was in back in, like, 2003. <laughs> I might get Mint Mobile. Do you have to pay for Mint Mobile Plus? I think so. Well, uh, Mint Mobile, Mobile Plus, it's, it's a plan. I'm not sure. I think you... I want to find um, out. I will watch this movie this week if Mint Mobile Plus is free. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like, he he really went all the way to create a website, to create this, like, advertising, this marketing just for Mint Mobile. I'll say <laughs> this already. I went and looked it up, and MintMobilePlus.com, the description in Google is, this media could not be loaded, either because the server or network failed. So oh. that's great. That's a great start. Oh. <laughs> uh, nice little animation, popping it up, getting a real-time review here. And uh, then original originals. Kind of originals, unoriginal originals, <laughs> top ten in the United States, and all of them are foolproof, but they are uh, different thumbnails for each one. Like one looks like a romance, and one <laughs> looks amazing. like an action movie. Romance is so funny. I was gonna say, so it sounds like he just made that website himself. 
Yeah. Yeah, honestly. It's And had a consultant kind of like we do and was like, hey, I want you to do this and this and this. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> anyway, that's just that's what Brian Wells is up to. <laughs> if, if y'all want to know, we all need to have our, our updates on Ryan Reynolds. That's what he's up to. But if you want to know the proof, um you can. You can just go there and do it. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm checking it now. You can definitely watch this movie. Yeah. Speaking of uh, actual streaming services, uh, legitimate <laughs> streaming services, so Netflix, um, <gasps> obviously it's they're fuzzy. most... Sorry, I'll stop. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's grainy. Um, obviously Netflix is most known for their shows and for um, being able to, like, you can just watch older shows or older movies. But they definitely have a lot of really big movies that even went to theaters, um, like The Irishman and Marriage Story, which were huge, right? Mm-hmm. They they were very, mm-hmm. very good. Um, and those got into some theaters. So sort of in preparation for when theaters start back opening up and for when they keep making movies, movies that will release into theaters, which reminds me of, um, oh gosh, I just watched a trailer for a really cool-looking Netflix movie called uh, The Devil of the Time. It has Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland and Sebastian Ooh, Stan. It looks mm. really good. There's a trailer for it now, but um, it just sort of comes to show, like, you hear those actors and you think of, like, Marvel or you think of Batman at this point, right? Like, they're that's where you get him from. Some people still think of sparkly vampires. I mean, that's about. true, but he looks <laughs> like he's he looks like he's the, the main actor. For this movie, which is crazy. Robert Pattinson's yeah. a really good actor. People just haven't seen him in anything good. Yeah, he is. So mm. maybe this will be it. Um, if you're interested, it, it's it's called All the Devil. Uh, or The Devil All the Time, I'm pretty sure. It's based off a book that was really popular back in 2012. But um, at least I think it was 2012. Don't get angry with me if I misquoted that date. Um, but either way, that <laughs> just just to show that like Netflix has created really, really good movies. And they're going to continue doing it. Like This is something they put a lot of money and time into. So, to do that, um, they actually hired Hans Zimmer, which, if you don't know the name Hans Zimmer, you know his music. He's in everything. He's a very, Mm -hmm. very famous composer. Um, Mm -hmm. Writes music for all all sorts of stuff. Um, A lot of the big movies. Totally. I think Jurassic Uh, Park, right? No. No. I think John Williams did Jurassic Park. Well, now I feel (laughs) dumb. Hans Zimmer did, like... I think he did. Did he do the parts of the Caribbean movies? That sounds right. I don't. I'm looking. Think so. Uh, I gotta think. He's done so much stuff. He's done so much. Gladiator, stuff. the Dark yes, Knight, Gladiator, Lion yes. King, Interstellar. And Lion King. I was gonna say count. Interstellar. That that's, that's the one I was thinking of. Um. Man of Steel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So anyway, uh, Netflix hired him to make a longer, more epic version of the ta-dum that you hear at the beginning of Netflix. He's Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, he did do Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, I was confused. But, um, (laughs) he did a, because the original, like, ta-dum is only, like, three seconds you hear when you turn on Netflix. Um, but just, because when you go to the theaters and, you know, Marvel has their big opening and DC, I think, also has an opening. It's been so long since I've seen a DC movie. Um, but, you know, that's, you know what I mean? Like, every sort of company has, like, their opening sort of logo thing. So, um, Hans Zimmer orchestrated the totem to, like, a, like a 16-second little sound bit. It's fully orchestrated. It actually sounds very cool and epic. And, um, it's something that they're just, like, you know... 
keep it in their back pocket so they pre- prep for whenever movie um, that they have next goes to theaters. Yeah, it looks it sounds so epic. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's and it really shows that they're really trying to take their movie making seriously. Like they are still yeah. primarily streaming for shows and older movies, but they really put so much time and effort into their originals, like their shows. And at this point, they're really hitting hard with movies. So it's just cool to see that they're investing in their future like that. Um, I know it's weird talking about theaters right now, but here's some, well, I don't know if hope is the right word. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some news. So um, AMC Theaters is going to reopen on August 20th. And their whole idea is that so for the opening day, they're going to play a bunch of different movies, a lot of retro movies. Um, Some of the ones listed are like Grease and Back to the Future, but also Black Panther, even though it's not really retro. It's still, you know, not new. new. But they're going to uh, sell tickets for 15 cents. 15 cents which is That's crazy crazy it's a cent it's almost free right it's like do you but even popcorn will be 150 dollars oh for sure i i they're not gonna <laughs> change that i mean they have the money somewhere um but their their whole mantra is they want to have movies in 2020 at 1920 prices which is cool they're trying to like help us forget this whole pandemic thing and go back to like the roaring 20s who knows yeah. how it's gonna really work out um and again, it sounds like the the fifteen cents thing that's going to be for the first day, but it says those films will continue to play afterward for um, like five bucks a ticket. So that's still pretty good. Like if you want to go and like watch something, um, mm-hmm. they're just going to be really happy, really careful with like seating and making sure they sanitize between everything, making sure if you go inside, you have to wear a mask and all that good stuff. Um, I honestly feel like they could do it. They just need to again be careful. Um, so AMC is still gonna have like New Mutants on the twenty eighth. Like that's still gonna come out. Tenant so on September third. Like those are those are set to actually release in theaters after so much news, so many delays, so many delays. It's it's finally gonna happen. Um, and also this rumor, I think that Regal Cinemas is also going to reopen um, at least some of their locations. I don't think all of them, but on the twenty first. So that's gonna be the day after. Um, so sort of same thing there. Uh, they're going to need to be really careful. It's just, it's interesting. I don't, it's like, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I feel like it could be fine, but also it's still like, I don't know, it's a give and take, but <laughs> it's definitely news. Um, theaters are still, still happening. I just feel like whenever the really big movies are going to come out, like, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people who are excited for New Mutants and Tenet, but I feel like, you know, if Black they Widow. release something like exactly that's what i'm thinking black widow if they decide to go to theaters on that you know mulan they decide to not go to theaters they decide to just put on disney plus um mm-hmm. but for something like black widow like it's just gonna be like it, it was always crazy to like get day of or um to get tickets for marvel movies before it's like you have to get them way in advance you have to really plan out because those theaters are just packed and they're gonna have to just be really careful with that it's going to be even harder to get your hands on tickets there's just going to be less room less opportunities for you to watch um probably gonna need more time between movies to clean everything and i don't know it's gonna be really interesting i'm not really sure how i feel about it but that's that's news for you it'll be a strange experience totally it'll be it'll be 
I mean, it's sort of like that feeling when you go to a movie, like, in the morning or something, and there's just <laughs> not a lot of people there. It's my favorite I time to go. Doing that. Yeah. Know, it is. It is nice, um, but for movies that are really big, like Marvel movies, part of the fun, at least for me, with those movies... Um, the Thursday showing is super Like, just the super hype. Like, I remember watching Infinity War, and everyone was just like, ah! like yeah going crazy but um i do really like this sort of matinee feel and um you know not having like a bunch of loud kids all the time that sort of thing <laughs> yeah again it could definitely work i i don't know i i have to trust them but it's still kind of weird seeing like businesses still trying to open i guess i am help like i, I am happy that amc is still um alive <laughs> Yeah, because we were there seriously were thinking they were gonna go completely. Yeah, bankrupt. we thought they were just True. done for completely. We we're talking about. I remember that one news article about like Amazon potentially buying AMC, which would have been terrifying. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, good for them. I yeah. props to them for lasting. They, I don't know how they did it, but they're mm-hmm. gonna try to try to bring it back. So what they did, I like my movies. Mm-hmm. That's our. Me too. That's our movie news this week. We'll get to the TV. Shelly, we've been starting with you, but you've been watching something that I've been watching, which is Umbrella Academy. Yeah. How far <laughs> are you? Oh, I watched all of it. Oh, cool. <laughs> so me too. Yeah. No, um, Daniel and I... So basically, before... Like, when season two trailer came out, mm-hmm. I had already seen season one. I saw season one not long after it first came out. Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. I really liked it. And um, then I saw the trailer for season two. I'm like, oh my gosh, season two is coming out. I need someone to watch it with. And so I basically made Daniel watch it. Uh, so I would rewatch it um, with him. And so we had watched one episode before our honeymoon. And then all within our honeymoon, which was a week, by the way, we watched all the rest of season one and all of season two. Nice. We it basically... We, to watch it all. Yeah, we timed it <laughs> where the last episode of season one ended at like 11.30 at night and then we were able to watch at midnight the first episode of season two, which was so wow. like nice because for me it was like I mean, it's a pretty big cliffhanger at that end and mm-hmm. it's sort of like, you know, I was like back when I first watched it, there was no hints of a second season there was no promise and so I'm right. like they never greenlight anything at Netflix exactly, and so right. finally, um it was just a nice feeling to like be able to see that and then go right mm. into the second season and be just like bam, right where we mm-hmm. left off. So well, I, this I next love season. It. I don't want I don't yeah. wanna wait either. Yeah. <laughs> and then another big cliffhanger. I was gonna say, how far are you? I've I've gotten through it. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. How did you we feel? We binge watched the whole thing in like two weeks. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely... think five is my favorite, but Klaus oh, is absolutely. Close second. Um I think too, like First season, I was like, yeah, Five's one of my favorite. I really like Klaus. I really like, you know, I still love Ben. But I think season yeah. two really solidified that Five is the best. Five's my mm-hmm. favorite. That kid acts so well. Honestly. And, like, honestly, they're all really great actors. But, like, mm-hmm. he, there's something, like, he has to work a lot harder. Like, simply yeah. because he has to Absolutely. act like he's a old man in a kid's body. Like, and he <laughs> does it. He does it. Right. It's crazy. From what like, I've seen, yeah, he does do really good. And like so, he doesn't I mean he doesn't have that experience to be able to you know, for a sixteen year old kid to be able to like act like a seventy year old man. Is, he's been in like Nickelodeon shows, I think. And that's yeah. most of what he's done. And honestly, this is such a big break for him. 
Um, He's my fan cast for Robin. I think he'd be a great Robin. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Acting's amazing. His acting is phenomenal. Um, there's definitely times in season two where I was really upset with the show. I was like, I don't know if I want to... It wasn't to the point where I didn't want to keep watching it, but I was definitely just, like, angry. I was just like, everyone's doing really dumb stuff, and it's not fun to watch anymore. But thankfully... It actually turned out, like, in the end. I was happy. They're all definitely whiny children. (laughs) My favorite scene so far, though, has been in the second season, and that was when it was um, Klaus, Vanya, and... Allison? Allison. And they were in the the salon together. Mm -hmm. And they so so genuinely looked like actual brothers and sisters hanging out. It felt very organic. It was really fun to watch. I loved that scene too. That's honestly probably one of my favorites as well because it's there's a moment where it's like you see some character er, character interactions um, pretty often. Season one, you see like you know Allison and Luther pretty close. Um, Even like five and Vanya are fairly close. You see Mm -hmm. like sort of these connections, but then you don't really see like a lot of connections between Vanya and Klaus and Allison specifically. I guess. Allison and Bonnie tried to get close in the first season, but it was just so cool. It was just such a really, like, awesome moment and break from all mm-hmm. the chaos that was happening with the rest of that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. I can't wait for season three. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, I've also been watching, or no, I only watched one thing, and that was actually today, and that was the pilot for Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, that's right. They did, like, an unreleased pilot thing, right? Yeah. It's uh, I think you could buy it before. You could pay for it to watch it before. Uh, I didn't know that it existed. I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is free. You can just probably look up pilot, Avatar pilot, and find it. Uh, it's really weird. Katara's name is Kaya. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah, that's I don't probably know if I the want to watch this. strangest thing. I, I mean, it's a pilot, so basically, it's something they had to show to Nickelodeon to be like, "Hey, this is what we're going to be doing." Yeah. It's really cool to see, so. like, stuff that they did pull from... Kind of like an early build of a video game. That's true, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's really... Like, there's no... There's no Iroh. It's almost like Iroh came later, which is really interesting to me. Um, hmm. There's a few different, like, things that happen in the episode that you see that they took later on uh, oh, that cool. I thought was really cool. Um, Aang is kind of a brat. <laughs> that was interesting. He's very much... Like, everyone is kind of on... Like, everyone's character is kind of on steroids, so, like, um, Sokka's very sarcastic and kind of a jerk, uh, very standoffish, and Katara is, like, way, way overly motherly, and, hmm. like I said, Aang is this, like, carefree, he, like, gets into a fight, and he's like, let's have some fun, I'm Ooh. cool and, like, edgy, and you're like, no, you're not, Aang, what are you doing? You're not like this? <laughs> they probably wanted to show, like, the range of emotions that the characters would be going through. yeah. Uh, so it was cool. It was just, it was interesting to see kind of that side of things. Uh, huh. yeah, I think you should watch a jelly. I think you would appreciate seeing the roots. It? it was like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Like a standard episode without commercials. Yeah. It seemed very short to me. Uh, hmm. and then I watched a little thing with the swamp people, swamp characters. And that came right after cause it was part of a Twitch stream <laughs> that I was watching it on. And, uh, I don't know what that was about, but it was like these weird, um chibi versions of everybody and then it was Sokka trying to surf with the swamp people or ski <laughs> super weird but it's cool that's cool i liked it uh what have you been watching lj 
Uh, not much. Just more Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm on season two now, which uh, I still like it. I don't know if I like it as much as the first season, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still really good. It's still awesome. Yeah, They've definitely evolved that world in ways I didn't expect them to, like including certain characters that I didn't expect them to. Um, right. So that's funny. That I, now I can so intensely that first season. season. Oh yeah, it does. So the the thing I'm having a hard time with now is picturing or like when I watch another thing that's related to like Batman, whatever, mm-hmm. I can't not picture these characters as their Harley Quinn versions. Right. <laughs> so like I was playing uh, Arkham Knight again, like for a little bit this morning, mm. like for 30 minutes. And so there's a part where you encounter Ivy and I just cannot help but not like think of the <laughs> version from the show. And I'm like, you know, I think I like those versions the best. Right. <laughs> I'm not a so, villain. I'm an activist. I'm an activist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I just love, like, it's weird to say, like, the characters are just so, like, well-written that you like them. And they're supposed to be villains. It's just, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, they, like, really humanize all of them. Yes. I mean, again, well, disclaimer, it's a very mature show if you're okay with watching that sort of thing. But Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, I feel like it's so much better than it has any right to be. <laughs> so yeah but, but yeah i'm probably halfway through that season as well now so by the time by this time next week i'll probably have season two finished oh well mm-hmm. all right so i'm good. gonna hold myself i'd watch it every week as it came out it drove me nuts oh it's so good it's, it's so good to binge like yeah. you just watch two three episodes at a time <laughs> it's worth it cool tv news will be pretty short we were talking about avatar uh and that is probably one of my favorite shows i think it's one of it, it holds a place in all of our hearts absolutely yes. uh but they're working on live action and the we're real nervous about it because the movie last live action and avatar last airbender they did wasn't great and mm. so we we're like well at least the creators are involved in this live action version it'll probably be good since we have that going for it uh, anymore and that's no longer the case <sighs> gosh i know it's so nerve-wracking. So Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko, I hope I'm saying their names right, um, they re- they uh, sh- they should have their names be said right. <laughs> They're respected. Um, they, uh, they both are walking out on it um, because, it makes it sound like it's their fault, because they're not getting um, any input whatsoever on how the show is to look. And so, um, if they don't have any creative freedoms with it, then, like, why are they even there? Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's a valid reason to me. It's just depressing. They put two years into this. They've been on this for yeah. two years. And now's the time where it's just like, hey, they're not letting us do anything. And they, they if you read their, like, um, I read what they post on Instagram. Um, and it's just so direct. It, they don't really beat around the bush at all. Like, there's sometimes mm-hmm. when... You know, directors or creators leave a project and they're just like, oh, there was just some differences. They don't say much. Some... No, these guys were like, they're not, There's a, it's an unsupportive environment. And we are yeah. very adaptive people, but we have tried to our wit's end and they are not letting us do things. And we believe it is going a direction that is not where Avatar should go. And so we are leaving. And Yeah, I saw the crazy. quote that was like... I think they said, uh, whatever they come up with might be great, but it won't be our vision. Mm. Yeah. 
And it's yeah. like, ah, well, then I don't want did, it. <laughs> did they ever get into the specifics of it that they wanted something darker and edgier and like. Mm, enough I that I officially could see. Like, there were uh, like rumors about it and there's. Right. Like, I don't want to quote anything that wasn't yeah. true, but yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I, I think we won't know what they're trying to do because it's either. My guess is, right? It's either like. They're trying to make the exact same thing, or they're trying to make something way too different. And I feel like it, it makes sense for the creators to do something in the middle, like add some different stuff so it's different than the original show, but also not have it be um, too different. But mm. I don't know, man. It's just. I really think they should have gone with another avatar. Yes. So that it could have been kind of, they could have done more with it. Do a Kiyoshi sense. show. Like there's there's comics on Kiyoshi. Yeah. Just make a show of that. Like yeah, actually those comics are pretty recent too. And supposedly those are really dark. About. So yeah, hmm. I don't it's know. It's, it's super frustrating, and it's also I mean I was looking on Reddit. A lot of people have crazy reactions. A lot of people mention, and unfortunately I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but like one of the head writers um, of the show, um, the one who kind of made Iroh who he is, and uh, did a lot mm-hmm. of other stuff for the show. Um, it's 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 weird because he never got to work on the project either, but at the same time, he's like the head of the Dragon Prince. So it kind of makes sense why he wasn't involved, uh, because he was so mm-hmm. committed to this other project. But it's also still weird to think that, like, still, like, these two creators, like, they still weren't the only two creators of the show. There's still a lot they would have been missing um, mm-hmm. otherwise. And, I don't know, it's just depressing. It's like, the one single hope we had were like, maybe this won't be terrible, is completely gone. Like, Just get M9 no Shovel on to do it again. Yeah. No. <laughs> Pretty much. And Actually, at this point, it could, that could be better than what we'll get, I which is know. sad. I'm just so scared knowing that, like, I mean, knowing some of the shows that are popular on Netflix, like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't try to turn to, like, some weird teen drama, would they? They're very popular. Oh. Those types of shows, I that I would hate that. That'd be so bad. Um, yeah, and oh. also it's just really depressing knowing that like they're really building up this Avatar audience. Like they released Avatar: Last Airbender on Netflix and got a bunch of old fans back and watching it, and also got tons mm-hmm. of new fans. They just released Legend of Korra, and that's gonna continue, right? Like people are gonna. You know, start watching and rewatching and just get really excited about this universe, and then you're gonna yep. have this live action show come out and just disappoint everyone. Like you just created an entire fan base, and unless it's just to actually, let them down, unless it's actually legitimately good, which again, I just don't think can happen. Um, mm-hmm. Then yeah, you're just gonna let them all down, and it's just that's just you're sad making this huge setup for a big downfall. And just give me more yep. Dragon Prince. Come on, Netflix. Honestly. Well, what, they Which, will, right? They, they got renewed for seven seasons, so we're, yeah. getting, we're getting a lot, <laughs> and that's pretty hype, but that's honestly what I have to have hope in. If I'm going to get any new content that's like gives me any energy that's like Avatar, it's going to be the Dragon Prince. I can't trust yeah. can't trust remakes, only new content. It's live action I'm, I'm still feeling nervous for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also disappointing. I don't know if it's disappointing. It's just, it's weird. Uh... We've been talking about this actually for a few weeks, is that the DC Universe online app, uh, all of those shows are going to be going to uh, HBO Max, mm-hmm. which 
I've got a doubt about it. I liked that app, and I liked that it was this DC-centered thing, uh, but it also makes sense to go to HBO Max. As somebody who has HBO Max, I am totally down for this. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's sad to see it be like this end of an era type thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, still no word of whether or not the comic books are going to stay on DC Universe. They'll change that price because that's really expensive for just comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the shows that are going on right now, they will be going to HBO Max, including like Titans and um, Doom Patrol already is. Harley Quinn already is, I think. Mm-hmm. Although there's no season three yet of Harley Quinn. There's no green light, so. Yeah. We will see. I- I think from my experience, though, I've liked HBO Max. Like, I just got it bundled with my Hulu Live subscription Mm because you can get an add-on on on Hulu. And so now I log in through my Hulu and just cancel my other subscription. But it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to keep this for a week and I'll probably cancel it. But no, like, it's actually been, like, really good. Like, there's been a lot of, not like a lot of original stuff, but hopefully this this will help bring that original content there that it needs. Right. Yeah, definitely. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that is, that's all it for TV. So, are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Shelly? No, life's been, life's been good, but also chaotic. So, <laughs> nothing else I'm really geeking out about. Alright, well, we will end the podcast there. LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at WarHeroLJ, and you can find me streaming on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace, on Friday nights. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. Cool. And you can find me on Netflix. Or on Netflix, yes. <laughs> you can find me on Netflix. Man, you can find me on Instagram. Not Netflix. <laughs> Only in my dreams. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Cody Arbor. <laughs> keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>